Good morning, everybody. I, uh, <clears throat> at the 11 o'clock service a month ago, I mentioned about snow and how lovely it was, and uh, I got almost booed out of the house, so I won't do that again this morning. You guys have had time to dig yourselves out. Congratulations. Everybody's safe and happy and looking forward to spring, right? Come on, say spring. spring. Yeah, that's a happy word, isn't it? All right, so yes, I am uh, Jim Keen. I am one of the pastor elders here at the house, if you don't know me. Uh, my wife, Jan, is on the front row here. Just want to point her out. She is, yes, she's worth a clap. That's truth. She is, she is worth that. <clears throat> I'm really excited about this morning. And uh, I'm a little disheveled. I, I feel a little undone by worship, the second service. And I decided... I made a conscious decision, I'm not tidying up. I don't care. So if you don't like what you're looking at, it's okay. Just throw me some love instead. Uh, <laughs> all right, I receive it, thank you. Um, let's pray, okay? Could you put your hand on your heart? Jesus, we're incredibly grateful to be your children. We thank you for everything you've done for us, that you're doing for us right now, and that you will do for us in the future. We ask that you would speak to our hearts, make it so clear what you're saying to each one of us in the room today. Help us, Lord, to respond, we ask, so that there is uh, this gratefulness that overwhelms us and the love of God flows to us. We thank you for that, Father, in advance. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, I didn't share with my wife, Jan, everything I was going to preach. The parts that I shared with her, she was a little nervous about. She's like, honey, that's a lot of words to describe a really simple thing. Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the topic this morning is so genuinely simple that a little child, not an older, a little child can not only understand it, they can experience it and flow in it with great success. But it is also simultaneously so epic that it literally carries the entirety of the DNA of the kingdom of God within it. Now, I've been teaching third and fourth graders, and so it's about this point in the, that little phrase that I would turn to them and say, you wanna take a guess what it is? Anybody want to guess? Not those of you who were in the first service. Who said love? Somebody said love. Good job. She's absolutely right. Nobody guessed at first service. I had to tell them. But love is absolutely right. Love is that simple and that epic. 
Um, I had the privilege recently, in the fall actually, of being invited into a preaching class uh, to learn a little bit more how to take the heart of God, put it in a package so that it's digestible for the hearers so that you all aren't frustrated when I open my mouth on occasion and try to understand what I'm saying. In the process, a lot of lovely people in the class, mm, such a good class. Anyway, in the process, we were invited, obviously, to speak and to prepare uh, a sermon. The first one, I got uh, this verse, chunk of verses, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, which is the armor of God, okay? Most of us have heard about the armor of God. Some of us can quote it. Some of us put it on every single day in this room, right? Some of us have that habit. The question that arose for me as I was just looking at the scriptures was, what are we fighting for here? What's the, what's the deal? Why all this armor? What is this? And there was an answer that kind of rose up in my heart that I was really, really excited about. It was to love Christ first. Like as the priority for our lives that in first place, authentically in our hearts, he would have the first position. And I was like, hey, dang, that's cool. Like that probably could minister to a few people. And Circumstances had it where I got to go last. Now, the class got 15 minutes to preach their sermons, and I was all excited about 15 minutes to preach, and I got into church, and our teacher, this strong, muscular, handsome, strong, Doyle Van Gelder pastor man, turns to me right as I'm walking out the door, hey, I'm excited for Tuesday. You got 10 minutes. I'm like, what? 10 I have 15. Everybody else had 15. I get fine. I'll submit, and I'm thinking, I'm long-winded. How am I ever going to get? It's already hard for me in 15 minutes. Now it's 10. Great. That was bad enough. I got to Monday, though. And guys, could you throw this verse up on the screen? This verse just suddenly came across my radar. I'm just going to read it to you. We love him because he first loved us. And I got kind of wrecked because I was going to preach on loving Christ first and I was sure that was the foundation of love. Like that was the pinnacle. That was the top. And on that Monday, this verse wrecked my whole sermon. Except I couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> Because we had turned in propositions, we'd worked, there had been in stages, we were building blocks, and so I couldn't change it. I had to just preach. And I had this experience where I was completely unsatisfied with what I was saying. Even though it was good, and I learned something about myself, I really like foundations. I really like first things. And the reason is because you can build when you know what the first thing is, you can build your entire life on the first thing. You, 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 if you're going to go build a building, you know the scriptures, you don't want to build on sand because what's going to happen with that foundation? Everything you build that you think is great, that you put effort into, right down. Waves come, storms come, bang. 
Everything you built on the ground, bummer. That was a waste of energy, time, and effort. Dang, right? There's got to be a better way. So this verse, whoops, it's okay. This verse, we love him because he first loved us, got me on a, a path. What does it mean that he first loved us? What we're going to explore today is this little proposition, guys. Receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit. Receiving God's love, receiving. Give me a, give me a physical gesture if you're going to receive something. Let me see it. There we go, hands up, hands out, hands open. We know how to receive. You do know how to receive. Look at that, all y'all. Bang. Hands out, receiving God's love. I'm just going to repeat it. Receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit. The first key to understanding that receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit is seeing love as both a noun and a verb. So English class, right? Nouns, person, places, or things, verb, action words, right? A noun, obviously God declares in the book of 1 John, John declares about God that God is love, 1 John 4, 8. God is love. He is himself embodying love. He defines it, hits his person. But here's what I want you to see. Everything that he does flows out of everything that he is. So whenever he went to create all of creation, he created it in? Whenever he goes to plan or make plans or purposes for you and I, they're all done in? Love literally gets the person and the action all in one coming at us and the key is receiving it. The key is receiving that love. Now, the primary way, or let me say it this way, a primary way that God demonstrates love, you can put the first John, or sorry, John 3.16 on the board. Everybody, anybody ever heard this verse before? You sure? Yeah, there we go. This guy's heard it. Awesome. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He gives and there's a promise. If you receive him, what do you get? Everlasting life. That's a great promise. God is constantly giving, y'all. I'm going to be in, in the southern states today, y'all in the north. God's constantly giving. It's in, in his nature. Love is constantly pursuing, giving, making plans, uh, figuring out ways in which his love can be received by you because if it's received, oh baby, 
If you receive it, oh, if you receive the love of God, the transformation of God on the inside of your heart is going to be outrageous. I promise. So, so God's a giver. He doesn't give in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. He's made preparation. He's continually making preparation. He's constantly acting. And so I want you to see love not as an emotion, because love, I love the emotion of love. Do you love the experience of receiving love from people, from him? That's a powerful thing, is it not? It's not the first thing, though. The first thing is receiving him and receiving what he's done. It's remembering him, receiving him, remembering what he's done. So when you go to receive God's love, you're not reaching for an experience. You're reaching for him and you're reaching for a thanksgiving that's gonna rise up in your heart for what he has done. That's point number two, but I'm just gonna read it to you, okay? Here's what it says. The second key to understanding that receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit is recognizing that giving thanks is the primary way love is received in our relationship with the Lord. Okay, can you put that verse up, 1 Thessalonians 5.18? This verse is great. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Sometimes the Bible is super direct. The words of the scriptures are super direct. This is a super direct scripture. Is there ever a time, any time, that it's not appropriate to give thanks. Is there? It's the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. You can give thanks anytime, but that word giving thanks begs a question. What are we giving thanks for? Right? You give thanks, like why do we do this all the time? Because giving thanks is the way that God's love is received by us. How do you receive the love of God? It's a primary way to give thanks. Because you recognize, you remember what he did, you bring it to your mind's attention, and you authentically from your heart say, thank you for what you just did for me. It's acknowledging what he's done authentically saying thank you and receiving his love. Now, let me just give you an example. Like, when you get married, people come to your wedding and they give you gifts. They're celebrating you. They're super excited. They're, they want to bless you, send you on your way. How many of you ever received gifts at your wedding? Ra raise your hand. Receive gifts. Pretty much all of us that are married in the room receive gifts at our wedding, right? We receiving somebody's gifts, right? They gave it to us, right? If in the course of that, we don't send a thank you note to the person who gave us the gift. Does it change their love given to you? No. They're the same. They're whole. They gave. They were full of love. They gave love to you. 
but they don't know if you even got the gift. You know how weddings are, right? You put in a thing and like, well, I wonder if they even got my gift. Like, if you don't send a thank you note, they don't know that you've received what they've given. So when you send the thank you note, the person who gave is like, oh, they got it. I'm super happy. And the relationship is in this loving equilibrium of moving forward together. If there is no thank you note, there is this little question mark of, huh, wonder what happened. Huh, nothing ever, yeah, still, still the same, but there's just a little bit of a, hmm, in the relationship. Huh, wonder what happened. Usually the person who doesn't send the thank you note ends up coming back to the person who gave the gift at some point in the future. I don't want to tell you how I know this. <laughs> and says, I'm so sorry. I didn't send a thank you note. I violated love. It's right to send a thank you note for somebody who gives you a gift. Do you know the Lord has given us so many gifts, it's ridiculous and he's constantly giving us gifts. We have to call them to mind, remember them individually, and honestly, sometimes corporately, what he's done. Actually, if, <laughs> one of the things I love about our pastor is that he is so careful to remember God's history with us as a church. He is so careful with what God has said what God is saying, what he's going to do, and he's constantly reminding us, those of us who've come here feel God's like, this is our place, you're part of this. No matter what point you actually joined the process, you are part of this lovely work of love of God in our midst. This is Pastor Jamie and Pastor Nicole remembering and bringing it to our remembrance, everything that he has done and the promises about what he is going to do so that when we remember him and say thank you, they become part of our hearts and our lives. Love that about us corporately. Like we're a family on a journey in God with a history and promises. Now our, our history, this is another thing I love about our pastor, our history didn't start with us, right? It puts points backwards to somebody else's vision before we ever got here, right? And it says thank you to that vision, picks it up, and carries it forward in time. It's careful to remember and then to give thanks because it's the foundation, it's the building block for what's going to happen in the future. Now, I took it from individual to corporate there for a moment. I'm going back to individual, okay? So, so individually, when we say thank you, the love of God, <laughs> the love of God flows from his heart into our heart. You think that might have an effect? The third key to understanding that receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit is appreciating the amazing benefits receiving his love gives us. Now, because I got to 
preach to myself before I preach to you. I actually got to practice some of this over the last couple of weeks. Because being real with you, my Thanksgiving life was sporadic. I was thankful, but I hadn't put it at a first place level in my own life. And I know what that is for me. You can work out what that is for you. But a first place level in my life, I started to do some things that made it first. And the craziest things started to happen. I would get up in the morning. I would do that. I'd go downstairs. And my boys, I have eight boys and one daughter. And my boys were going to go to school. Sometimes we have issues in the morning. Did that ever happen with any of y'all in the families? A little, little bit of a, you know. I, all of a sudden, without effort, started responding perfectly to what was coming at me without a conscious, like, what should I do here? Like, it just flowed out of me. I'm like, what? Like, wisdom, honestly. Wisdom to know what to do and how to do it. Boom, was just there. I'm like having an out-of-body experience, looking at myself like, what is going on? You did not know that a week ago. You would have had a totally different response had you not been receiving the love of God. The character of God's love flowed without effort into my heart. And all of a sudden, it was changing my life and my responses and my relationships because of it. Crazy. Super cool. Yeah, that's worth clapping. Thank you. I don't mind golf claps that turn into this. I'm good. <laughs> because you just basically initiated. You made a breakthrough with that clap is what you did. It's different than a golf clap, actually. Breakthrough. Yep. So I've said this already. I'm going to say it again. The DNA... In other words, all the building blocks of the kingdom is all contained in his love. Now, would you throw up 1 Corinthians 13 for me? 7 and 8. Oh, just 7 is fine. You're good. So this is what love does, okay? Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love endures all things. If we put up verse 8, love never fails, Okay? So I want you to think, we'll go back to seven for a moment. I want you to think about bearing all things. When I think of bearing things, I think that Jesus bore on the cross all the sins of the world. Is that a fair statement? That, that act of his love literally released mercy to us, right? The declaration of heaven is forgiven sins from an authority God to us through his son Jesus Sins are forgiven for the whole world forever because of his bearing of sins. That's mercy. Believes all things. That's faith. Hopes all things. That's my daughter. No, 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 no. Sorry. That's, that's future and hope. Endures all things. Now, that's grace, actually, because my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul, I'm not pulling this thing off of you, this pressure. I'm saying my grace is given to you so you can endure 
in the moment what's actually been given, okay? And then the final thing here, love never fails. It means it's victorious constantly. Never fails, always wins. Always wins. Never fails is always winning. Now I have a question for you. These are some pretty serious building blocks in the kingdom of God, and they're all contained in love. If we go back to verse 6 for a second, does not rejoice in iniquity, but love rejoices in the truth. So you got joy, you got truth, you got mercy, you got faith, you got hope, you got grace, and you got victory, all contained in love when it's going from his heart to your heart through thanksgiving. You think you just got a feast there? Huh? You think your heart just got edified? Fills you right up. All these good things that you need and I need, all in love. Incredible. Awesome. All right. Love's eternal, guys. All these other things that are contained in love are temporary for us here. Right? Love has no beginning. It has no end. Which is really good news because when we received Jesus as our Savior, we got eternal life. Right? Love enters our heart, that act of God that we received, as you received him, so walk in him, in his love. As, you do, as we do that, walking in his love, literally the, the DNA of the kingdom is flowing from him to us and establishing what we build in the process. It doesn't happen other way around. This is the wise man who built his house on a rock. And when the waves came and the winds blew, nothing, nothing shook it. It was on the rock of God's love received into our hearts by thanksgiving as we remember. But love's eternal. So one of the great things about love that Evie was singing about here this morning. Uh, literally, the, one of the great things about love is that it, it, it never ever, uh, not only fails, but uh, it destroys fear. There is no fear in love. How many of you love to be unafraid? Genuinely unafraid. Perfect love casts out all fear. Where do you think we're going to get perfect love from? Are you and I going to generate it? <laughs> we're going to receive it from the one who is the definition of love. <sighs> and fear is going to be driven out of our hearts. So what's the greatest thing that people fear? Third and fourth graders. <laughs> what's the greatest thing people fear? Death. You're exactly right. We sang today, death, oh death, where's your victory? Grave, where is your sting? It's gone in love because the truths of love, when they come and enter the heart, were eternal. We live forever because of what he has done and because we have received him. Come on, right? 
Come on, that's good. All right, moving on. Semi-quickly. If my computer will work, there we go. All right, fourth key to understanding that receiving God's love builds the foundation for every kingdom pursuit is realizing that receiving him, the noun, is the greatest gift of all. It's one thing to receive somebody's actions. It's good. It's part of who God is. But the greatest gift is him. It's the person of Jesus, our Savior, the Lord of our lives. When we receive him and come eyeball to eyeball with him, it's his desire. This is his desire. Hi, I'm Jesus. I'd love to talk to you. Because love is relational, communication, words, are the way that God, when he's eyeball to eyeball with us, like saying hi, it's the way that love flows. It's the way that he's giving conversationally in relationship. So throw the Revelation 3.20 up on the board for us. Behold... I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. If you open the door, he comes in. Y'all, I work for ADT, security company. I'm a relocation manager for the company. One of my primary roles is to walk up to the door of a new homeowner, knock on that door, and then give them something incredible as an offer from ADT as a company, right? Craziest part is, some people will open that door. Many people, no, some people won't open that door because they don't know me. They're like peering through the shades. They're like, who are you? You're big and mm, not sure I trust whatever you're doing out there. I don't know if you had an appointment. Like, I'm not expecting you. Like, are you, who are you? Right? And I'm waving and saying hi and trying to be friendly. And I have an incredible opportunity for them. They, who are sketched out by me being there, are the ones that would actually benefit the most from what I have to offer. They need peace of mind about if I was a bad guy, that bad guy standing right there are going to defend, right? This is my job, all right? I knock doors. If they don't open the door, guys, I don't care if I do gymnastics out front, they're not going to receive anything I have to offer. If we don't have a conversation about what I have, they don't know, they can't make a decision, and they, they walk, I walk away, and they have no idea what they just missed. Y'all, Jesus, standing at the door and knocking, saying, hey, 
I want to talk. If you don't open the door, all of what he has stays with him. He's not, he's such a gentleman. He's so kind. He's doing everything he can. The only thing we have to do is open the door, is say, welcome. Jesus, we know you. Come on in. It's the only thing we have to do. Now, in Revelation 3.20, background here for these guys, this church is lukewarm. Something has happened to them that has diluted their desire to pursue the Lord. And so he's not taking up residence and living on the inside of that house on a regular basis because of something that went on before, right? So when he's coming, he's outside knocking like, hey, I want to have a conversation. When, he, when you open the door, <laughs> when you open the door and you're looking eyeball to eyeball with Jesus, this struck me actually at the 11 o'clock service where we're getting the clutter out of our house. Like, Jesus, I, I don't want you to see my home. Jesus, I don't, I don't know what you're going to say to me. I haven't really been following you. I, I'm sheepish to answer that door. I know you're knocking, but I'm not ready. I'm just going to tell you. He's like, let me in. We'll go through it together. All your clutter, we'll just go through it all together. We'll get rid of everything you don't need. Don't, don't, don't keep me out of your mess. I'm the victorious one. My love delivered to you is going to clean up your mess. Just open the door. I love you. I don't care what you look like. We'll clean that up. We'll work with you on that. I'm going to talk to you. You're going to receive from me, and we're going to go through all this mess together. Okay. That would be great. Well, I'd love that. When your heart receives the love of the Lord through thanksgiving, when, when that happens, and the scripture says, he corrects those he loves. If you're somebody he loves, he is going to come and correct your perspective. He's going to correct what you're looking at. It's part and parcel of what love does. It's in relationship. It's easy. Hey, you're doing great here. La, 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 la. This, this particular message actually came about because Pastor Jamie texts me and says, hey, you got something on your heart? And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, I, guess I, I, I do have something on my heart. I do have something. Let, well, let's do it here. Da, da, da. Set that up. My wife, Jan, that evening, driving to work, praying in tongues, asking the Lord about this message, because I kind of shared with her what was in my heart, and we talked about it a little bit. She's praying. She gets this word. She's having a conversation with Jesus in her car. She also gets open visions in the car, which scares me a little bit, because she's driving, and I don't know how that works always. But anyway, she's talking. Word of the Lord comes, Isaiah 55, 9. Well, Isaiah 55, 9 says, uh, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. In fact, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so far greater are my thoughts than your thoughts and my ways than your ways. I'm like, dang, I got the wrong thing. <laughs> like, God, help, right? Correction, like you're not thinking the way I'm thinking. You might think you got something going on. You don't got what's going on. 
all right, well, well, you love me. What do you want to say? Take me up where you're at. Right? Take me where you're at. You have ways to react to the voice of the Lord. Ah, don't have time for that. But anyway, go up. And wow, it's way better view up here, by the way. There are things that I had to totally let go of. Things that are legit, actually, but they weren't the way. This is the way. For all you Mandalorian people, this is the way. Jesus is the way, right? He's the truth. He's the life. Anything that stands, like if you open your heart and open the hand to ideas that you have, and the Lord in that high place where the winds blow stronger than anywhere else close to earth, the winds of the Spirit are moving through, right? If it stays, it's got weight. It can, it's not going to get blown over by that wind. You've got nothing to fear. Awesome. That's great. If the Lord blows it away, did you want it to begin with? He's got something better, guys. Full of love and full of truth and full of life. He's got something better. So letting go of thoughts that aren't his up there is part of the receiving of his love. Okay. Oh, no. There we go. All right. Let's just see if we can land quickly or not so quickly. Um, you can't give what you don't have. So receive first his love, then give as he has given. The flow of God's love, which is pregnant with joy, truth, mercy, faith, hope, grace, and victory, will provide him and everything you need in him to build in love any kingdom work. Receiving his love isn't the only thing. There are choices past receiving love that have to be made. But it is the first thing. What would we look like? And how would we be changed, y'all, if we began to practice receiving his love through remembering everything that he has done, is doing, and promised to do with thanksgiving? What would we look like? We'd be changed. We'd look like him. It's his desire. He wants to make us like him. Not cookie-cutter robots like him. Totally unique, but full of his love. One last thought. I, I had never heard some of what I'm speaking before, and I was a little bit like, Lord, can you show me somewhere in Scripture where I missed this before, that you actually taught this somewhere and it feels like it should be a first place thing somewhere in the word of God because this is, this is kind of big. And the Lord showed me the Lord's prayer. So the first stanza of the Lord's prayers, our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Then if you'll throw this verse up of scripture for me, I, I literally, guys, Psalm 97, 12, I had never, I probably read this. I've never memorized, I didn't know this verse. I don't know how it got on my phone. I'm being real. It pulls up on my phone, and it says, Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks 
at the remembrance of his holy name. <laughs> like that's a summary, y'all, <laughs> of what we just, but think about his name just for a second. See, this is how you have to think. What is his name? What are his names? How did he get some of his names? He meets Moses in the burning bush and he says, I'm the great I am. Who do I say sent me? I am. Which is like, oh, what does that mean? Basically, I am everything you need. What do you need? I am it. Right? What about, would you be thankful for that, by the way? You serve the great I am. Everything you need. How about Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals you? That'd be kind of lovely to receive healing. Thank you, Jesus, for healing. Flow of healing even into you, right? How about uh, Jehovah uh, Tzidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. Lord, thank you for making me righteous. Snap. Clean conscience, bold as the lion that we were lying on the inside, roaring like a lion. The righteous are bold as a lion. You like that? Huh? How about Jehovah Jireh, my provider, the names of God? You like to be provided for? Me too, me too, me too. Right? Me too. Thank you, Jesus, for being the God who provides. And in Scripture, all these people literally like experienced God in this way and then named God after their experience of what he has done. And we have all of that. We have all of that. We literally... Ugh. So not just that foundation, but that foundation all the way through to where we are at today. And guys, um, can you just jump to your feet? We're done. I'm just going to keep talking for a second, though, because that's what sometimes I do. My, my wife, in the first service during worship, leaned over to me. And I told you she didn't know everything I was saying. She said, Jim, I feel like the Lord just showed me that whatever you're preaching today it's going to be like a highway to God's holiness. Or let's put it this way, just a highway to God, to his mountain. It's a highway. It's a pathway. And stuck ships are going to get unstuck because the water level of the goodness of God, the love of God, the, the whole realm of God's goodness in love is going to lift and carry that ship. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Are you stuck? Are you not stuck? Begin receiving his love. Everything he's done, everything he's doing, everything he's promised to do, remember it and receive it with thanks. That's the starting place. Work this into your daily ebb and flow of life, guys. Please. Everything else is built on that foundation. You got this. You got this.
a little child can do this. You can do this. And you're going to have amazing God, both encounters, revelations, most importantly, relationship. If you've never received Jesus, today's your day. God's love poured out from heaven on the cross, on his son, made a way for you and me to actually have relationship with the living God, access to the Father, eternal life in his son. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. His heart for you, if you've never met him, is love. He's been pursuing you, chasing you down, being good to you, showing his goodness to you. Will you just stop? Just stop. Turn to him. Say, I surrender. I know you're God. I love you. I receive you into my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Just wave at me. I want to receive Jesus today. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to have all of us pray and receive from him salvation and some other things as well. So just pray all of us out loud. Pray after me prayer, please. Just say, Father, I thank you for sending Jesus. I receive him today as the Lord of my life. I thank you that you've given me promises and setting me up for future success and victory as I walk with you, talk with you, fellowship with you. <laughs> Lord, I open the door to my life. Come in. Thank you for coming in and cleaning me up, making me look like you, setting my feet in a firm place and helping me walk out this life with you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good job following that very long pray after me prayer. Look, um, prayer people are going to be up here in a moment, guys, so if you want to take advantage of that, uh, they can start to come forward. I'm going to release blessing to you uh, today. So just get ready to receive it. So may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance upon you. Give you his peace. Give you his love. Give you his goodness give you everything your heart in him has ever desired. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week. God bless you guys.